Hey guys, it is Joe with Foxes and Hedgehogs. Hope everybody's having a wonderful evening. Um, let's talk NFL. Um, yeah, I know that some of you t- some of you folks, when you're listening to the past episodes, are thinking, well, Joe, you talk about Israel, you talk about the Middle East, you talk about Turkey, Russia, um, all these international things, but you really don't talk a whole lot about domestic stuff. Well, we're, we're trying to change that. We're trying to mix it up because, folks, let's face it, there is strategy there is history there's all kinds of things in everything that we see around us so uh wanted to talk today about the nfl and of course um i'm not going to talk about um the nfl really in terms of like their teams or anything like that we're actually going to be talking about their new uh anthem policy or their new uh policy that they changed when it comes to protest during the national anthem and we're going to talk about it uh because i think it's 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 it shows kind of the the thinking of the owners and and it, the thinking of Roger Goodell and i think it shows uh strangely it shows a very um i think popular view that a lot of organizations businesses political groups have that they think you have to try to please everybody they think you have to try to appease everybody and in truth um i think usually strangely enough what happens when you try to do that is you end up pleasing nobody so uh we're going to be talking about that so please Stay with us, and we're going to be talking about the NFL. And again, I know a lot of you are thinking, geez, here we go again. But no, this is going to be hopefully a fresh take on this, and hopefully something you'll find very interesting. So stay with us. All right. Glad you made it through the uh, little segue there. Trying to mix up the uh, the way we put the podcast together. Um, and I say we, it's really me. So don't, uh, trust me, I don't have split personalities. Um, even though my wife thinks I do. But anyway, um, let's not go down that path. Um, talking about the NFL and their strategy of appeasement. So again, I'm a history nerd and I like to go back and sort of go through the whole issue of the uh, protest. So let, let's start at the beginning. Um, the NFL was going along, um, and the most controversial thing we had to deal with was the Patriots and cheating and Tom Brady and cell phone smashing, and um, which I think he had the same people smash his cell phone that uh, smashed Hillary Clinton's cell phone. So, you know, obviously, you know, they do a very good job of that. So that was the most, um, those were the things that the NFL was talking about. But ratings were through the roof. NFL was swimming in money, and they're still swimming in money. But then Colin Kaepernick, who apparently didn't want to do enough talking or wasn't getting enough talking time, because uh, his playing wasn't very good, so obviously the the press junkets weren't very plentiful, and so he decided. Um, I think he started dating a girl, and I think they started uh, talking about issues. And of course, around that time, you had some uh, some pretty heavy things going on in Ferguson, Missouri. Um, you had some police shootings go down, and so you have this whole Black Lives Matter thing that sort of just blows up. Uh, and is dominating the national conversation. And so then Colin Kaepernick begins kneeling down. He starts wearing socks that have uh, pigs dressed up as police officers. And 
this is just an aside. I didn't really, I don't really understand why police officers are called pigs. Um, I really don't want to know why, but I just, I never knew that was sort of a popular demonization of law enforcement. Um, so again, just kind of an odd uh, segue there, but I, I, I just never really understood it until um, somebody was doing a uh, converse, uh, doing some sort of TV show, and there was a segment on Colin Kaepernick's socks. And then, of course, Colin Kaepernick grows his hair out to this un- insanely big fro. Um, it's impressive. Um, I think I could probably beat it for those of you. If you've ever, um, some of you may know me who listen to the show. Um, my hair kind of grows like that um so yeah it would probably get even bigger and fluffier than collins so just uh, watch out kaepernick i'm coming for you um just uh but anyway uh i think so anyway he he begins kneeling down protesting the national anthem a couple of other guys join him uh some guys hold their fists in the air and, and so Naturally, there are groups of people uh, in the country that don't like that. They think that the national anthem is a sacred time, uh, even though it is fair to point out that it's not sacred enough for some people to go buy alcohol or hot dogs or go to the bathroom or what have you. But anyway, they felt like at least the players, sort of this public, um, what they would view as the desecration of the flag, the anthem, that kind of thing, they viewed it as intolerable. So people started not watching. And, of course, uh, Colin Kaepernick did not let go, did not go away. Uh, more and more players began doing it. And so a lot of people began to uh, start questioning, you know, the NFL's leadership on this issue. Well, it turns out that the NFL had a rule in place uh, already, and I think it was in the personnel policy or the conduct policy, that you had to participate in the anthem. So Roger Goodell had a choice to make. He could either enforce the rule that was already agreed to and come down hard on these players and say, no, they're being suspended, they're being fined without pay, blah, 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 because they're violating league rules, and we're going to, you know, he really could have just ended it right there. Um, I'm not saying there wouldn't have been controversy because, uh, as we know, the media makes money off controversy. So I'm sure you would have seen lots of players. But you know what? In the end, these players are business people, and they are going to want to make their money. Um, So I I think he could have really just came down hard and fast and fixed this, but he didn't. Uh, And I say he being Roger Goodell. And the owners didn't either. Uh, Some owners were, you know, hey, man, down with the struggle. I'm with you. You had some owners like Jerry Jones where, hey, if you want to protest before the anthem, that's cool. But when we get to the anthem, we're going to stand on the line and uh, do what we're supposed to do. So, again, owners didn't know how to deal with it. And so, ultimately, the controversy goes on. So, at year end, uh, the ratings of the NFL are down, which this is a personal opinion. I have not seen the data. I have not seen the polls because I don't really trust polls. I think the ratings to the NFL are down because, ultimately, football has gotten worse. Now, that's a different subject. That is even a different podcast that I really don't even want to do because there are so many out there on the podcast world on that. But, personally, I think the quality of the play was down. People are sick and tired of watching the Patriots and insert NFC team of your choice. Uh, People are sick and tired of that because ultimately you only have a few well-run organizations and the rest of it is just crap. And that would include my beloved Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
But anyways, I think that's really why the ratings are down. And I think the protest just was the icing on the cake. But even if, let, let's just assume for the moment, um, at the at that at the season's end, the NFL is just flabbergasted. The ratings are down, fans are angry, all this stuff. And so all eyes are on the league, which really no eyes are on the league. Nobody, I don't think, really true people cared. Um, we have so many other bigger things happening in the world, um, like, oh, I don't know, potential nuclear war on the Korean Peninsula, we're $20 trillion in debt, but no, I mean, the NFL and a bunch of players kneeling down is, uh, is huge news. But anyway, so um, the NFL now has come out with this new, wonderful, appeasing policy. What they say is, you know what, players, we understand that you all are upset about something. I'm not sure why they're upset. They're all making hundreds of thousands, even millions of dollars for playing a kid's game. And I know it's tough on their bodies. I get it. But you're playing a game for a living. There's some of us who actually have to go out there and we have to we have to fight for every dime we have. And there's some people out there who dig ditches for a living, who would wonder, who would love to trade places, um, even for a practice squad's player salary. Um, again, it's tough. I get it. You know, greener pastures and all that. But let's face it. You guys have a pretty privileged life compared to the rest of us. And, um, you know, uh, we understand you all need to protest because that's really going to unite people. Um, yeah, it really hasn't. But anyway, let's just go with it. So we're going to let you protest, but we can't have you protesting on the field because, you know what, then these white people are watching and they're leaving. These old, white, crusty people are watching and they're getting upset. So we can't have that. So we're going to move you all to the locker room where nobody can see you so you all don't have to participate. And you can protest all you want to in there. You can burn flags in there. You can, uh, you know, chant, you know, death to America, just like the Iranian people, uh, all that stuff. You guys can do whatever you want to. And, you know, then the guy standing on the field, putting their hand over their hearts like they should, they will be the ones on TV, blah, 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 and everybody will be happy. You get to protest, but those old, crusty white people um, who are not watching the NFL now are going to magically turn on their television sets because the people who aren't, you know, people who are protesting can't be seen, right? Right? So that is the, um, the policy. But see, like any strategy, um, you can't serve two masters. You can't, you, you cannot be all things to all people. So instead of Roger Goodell um, fixing this at the beginning of the season like he should have, which is saying, no, we have a policy. If any of y'all do this, you're going to be suspended without pay, blah, 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 blah. And just say, forget it. In the end, Goodell would have come out the hero, at least to the not to his players. But, but I mean, let's face it, the players hate him regardless. So that that ship has sailed. But the viewers would have thought Goodell was awesome, that he was cool. I mean, heck, even some Patriots fans might have liked him. Um, and he would come off as strong and, and patriotic and all this jazz. And, you know, the, few, the, the people that quit watching probably wouldn't have quit watching. Um, and who knows, those protests might have stopped because then the player's going, well, look, dude, um, I can protest later. Right now, I got to make my money. So I can't, I got to play. And I think it would have fixed the problem. But no, he didn't want to do that. He didn't have the chutzpah to do it. The owners didn't have the chutzpah to do it. And so what do they do? They let the problem go on and fester. And now 
at the end of the year they decide and at that kind of the start of this new season um they've decided to try to straddle the fence and when you do that nobody's happy nobody wins so now the players are ticked because now you're shoving them almost in a closet it's almost like you're segregating them in their words and so now you're preventing them from protesting so now they're upset about that which, of course, they're not being prevented from protesting. They're just not give, being given a visible spot. So that's not a violation of First Amendment rights. Um, I love how every time somebody has a rule put on them, they love to quote the First Amendment, which usually means um, they're. Uh, it's, it's amazing how people who want freedom of speech are almost incapable of putting two sentences together. But anyway, um, the, 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 the main thing is this. The players are unhappy. So they're still ticked. But now the people who were going to watch or, you know, potentially start watching again, um, now they're mad because now, you know what, they're still thinking about those people in the locker room. And I heard somebody on a radio show bring up this point, and I think it's a very valid point. Do you really think that Fox is not going to have cameras in that locker room showing players protesting? Do you really think that's not going to happen? Of course it's going to happen. And so you're still going to end up with the same problem. You're going to have players protesting, and they're always going to be talking about how they're unhappy, about how they're shoved away in a closet somewhere, and they're locked up, and they are you know, just like slaves on the plantation of Roger Goodell. And then you're going to have those same viewers who have quit watching because they're sick and tired of the political BS being put into sports. They watch sports to escape twitter and and the the news cycles and the social media cycles and all this negativity that just floods our our daily lives uh just riddled with politics everything has politics in it the one thing they used to be able to escape to was sports and now they can't um they can't look at a sports illustrated swimsuit edition without seeing some sort of uh transgender person now put on the front of it. So I mean again, it has turned into sports has been politicized, viewership is down, and also the quality of play is down. So all this is now bubbling over in the NFL to me uh, had their opportunity. They could have come down hard. They could have said, players, either you stand on that line with your hand on your heart and you will participate or we will kick you out of the league. That's what they should have done, but they didn't. And so now they've upset everybody and now they've tried to fix the so-called crisis with a policy that nobody's happy with. So in in you know, in short, folks, I think this clearly, clearly shows that uh, appeasement rarely works. Uh, bullying or, you know, appeasing a bully never works. So the NFL missed a golden opportunity. Roger Goodell missed a golden opportunity. And truthfully, um, I don't think the ratings are going to go back up, uh, especially if the quality of play continues to go down, and especially if these, in my personal opinion, ignorant ball players continue to make jerks of themselves. This is Joe with Foxes and Hedgehogs. I'm out. Okay, guys. So in summary, um, Roger Roger Goodell, uh, for a guy that makes $40 million, he sure has no spine. So, uh, Roger, if you want to take my advice, which you probably won't, get a bit of bottle, get a bit of guts, get a bit of moxie. 
uh, take all these stupid policies away, take all these stupid, you know, Namby, Pamby press conferences away, and simply look at those players and say, look, your employees, this is our policy, get over it and deal with it, or you won't get paid. And I guarantee you, all those players will get on the get on the line, or they can join Colin Kaepernick and not work. So, Joe, this is Joe from Foxes and Hedgehogs, and I hope that you've enjoyed today's episode. Please subscribe. Please share us. Please talk about us amongst your friends if you don't have anything better to talk about. And even if you do, let's just face it. I mean, this is a great show, so it's, it's, this is what you should be talking about with your friends. Um, share us, like us, all that jazz. Hope everybody has a wonderful evening. See you later.